0: Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Gray's in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 60 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Ray Vargas once again for our now second annual year in review. How you doing, Ray?
1: I'm doing great. I'm super excited for this episode, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people have been talking about how... Uh, 2016 has been a little rough but, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna try and look past that and find some of the good that came out of the um, out of the year although there there were some there were some fails that I, I think we will touch upon uh, <laughs> yeah
1: it was doing my research for this show and just right away started to feel like how are we going to review this year
0: <laughs> like very any, carefully
1: yeah like anything we review is like in a greater context to a greater context to a greater context
0: <laughs> well if you want to get to know ray if you're new to the podcast and and you don't know anything about uh, us at all uh you can go all the way back to episode one And uh, find out who Ray is and and how we know each other. But uh, I think today we're just going to go right into how we kept it geek this week. What have you been up to, Ray? I know the holidays tend to cut down on our geekiness.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, But I have been, uh, as I mentioned last time I was on the show, I've been binge watching uh, Walking Dead. Nice. Um, and catching up with that and I'm all caught up now to the current season that's showing and I'm I mean, I'm a little bit, I don't know, maybe different than most in higher approach, like the geek stuff that I'm into. I prefer to wait. <laughs> <laughs> like there's something about the anticipation that I really enjoy, and this might come from, you know. Reading comic books, growing up reading comics, Um, at a certain point in high school, I made a very conscious decision to switch to graphic novels. And so, of course, that means I have to wait till, you know, enough issues are out that they're then collected in a graphic novel and published. And, I mean, nowadays, you know, graphic novels, graphic novel readers like myself, we're, we're pretty spoiled because I think at a certain point, the the comic book market kind of, they realized, you know, what what a... um. How much potential there was in graphic novels and and i feel like nowadays graphic novels come out a lot sooner okay. and there's more options you know um when i was younger it, that wasn't the case so it, it you know it, it was difficult to wait a year for the next you know sandman or preacher or hellboy book to come out but i that was part of it for me and so now you know with shows like the walking dead and and a couple other shows that i watch um I just wait, you know. I'm not gonna do the weekly thing. I'm just gonna wait until it's put on Netflix or some other streaming service online, and I like to catch up. I like to binge watch, and I guess graphic novels were like the original, or the original binge watching. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's that's very much how I, I I have a feeling that you know this time next year we're gonna talk about that because I think Matt and I are going to cut the the cable cord pretty pretty quick here. And yes. some of the stuff is just hard to get on a weekly basis, and so yes. I think a lot of our series we're just gonna end up binge watching, and and I think that'll be okay because over the summer we tend to run out of stuff. It's like, you know, we watch Big Brother and that's about it. You so
1: of, uh, you guys do a lot of DVRing, right? Like you guys record shows and then get to them later. I know a lot of people do that now.
0: Yeah, no, that that is our our regular way of doing it, but we're not gonna have a lot of those options available to us anymore. I mean, we've got a really nice antenna that came with our house when we bought it, but um, you know, it's a, a high def antenna. But we're not like the the cable's just too expensive. And it's like we, we went through and we counted all our shows and if like if we bought every single one of our shows, even off of iTunes, we'd still be paying less a year than we'd pay for our cable.
1: Right, right. Um Yeah, it's it's starting to add up for me actually all these different streaming services that I'm starting to to subscribe to because i mean you know for years it was just netflix i mean i cut my cable cord or or whatever like years ago i just Mm -hmm. i mean and i've never been a big tv person you know that about me so um yeah it wasn't that big of a deal to just switch to netflix and just go stick with whatever was on there um and then you know eventually uh, amazon became like a big thing for me where i was um because i could just rent a movie
0: Mm -hmm.
1: off amazon um and then, uh, my, my best friend, Suzanne, uh, <laughs> she got me hooked on Hulu because she introduced me to a couple of shows and I was like, ah, oh, I, I got stuck on them. And I'm like, damn, I can't find these on Netflix. So then, you know, I have a, a Hulu, uh, uh, account now. So for a while it was those three. And just recently I, I, I jumped on, uh, HBO, uh, now. Mm hmm. So, so I'm, you know, there's, (laughs) there's, I'm practically paying for a cable, for a cable subscription, basically, you know? Well,
0: that's the thing. We've, we've got the cable subscription and all of those things. So it's kind of like, (laughs) at that point, it's like, we can still have all of those things and just not have the cable subscription. And I think we can even increase our, our, um, internet speed, and, and still be paying less. so right. and then that's, you, that's where we're it, going.
1: When you add music subscriptions, on top of that. forget it. <laughs> yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, but one of the, speaking of of Amazon and, and of these subscriptions, um, the reason why I signed up for finally signed up for Amazon Prime uh, which which my friends and coworkers rave about um, is because I I don't know I got really nostalgic and I wanted to check out some old episodes of uh, Batman the animated series. Oh, so nice. And, uh, um, that's, that's mainly how I've been keeping it geek <laughs> since the last time we talked is watching to, to, to bring it back to the topic at hand, um, is watching old episodes of Batman, the animated series. And holy shit, how nostalgic and how nostalgia inducing that is. Um, I, I mean, God, I'm 37 now. So 20 years ago, you know, when I was in, in high school is, is when, um, the the series first aired and i would come home and i would i remember it was on like at five o'clock in the afternoon like Mm -hmm. i'm like fox so it was like you know kind of already separate from like the all the other after school like cartoons and stuff um and it it made sense because it was a bit more somber and a, a little bit more you know adult or whatnot um and God, I just remember sitting in front of the TV and having my like cookies and milk or like whatever, like you know, um, <laughs> like comforting like food was there uh, before my parents got home from work, uh, while my sister was still like outside playing with friends or whatever. I had the house all to myself, and I just w- was able to dive into this show. And I knew it was that security that comes with knowing you're in the hands of good storytellers, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so that's what I've been doing actually cuz Amazon with Amazon Prime you have access to every single episode of Batman the Animated Series. I mean even to when it switched to The Batman and Superman Adventures and when it was on, you know, uh what was it the CW or whatever um or or whatever that it was before it was called the CW. Um yeah, so that that's been a lot of fun just checking out those old episodes. Um yeah, and it's probably fitting for this time of year too. I mean, you know, holidays, nostalgia. Yeah, it's been great.
0: That's really cool. That's really awesome. Yeah, I um we we've been trying to I just finished school on Thursday. Like we didn't get out until Thursday. So, you know, we didn't get that normal week before Christmas to to do everything. So, yesterday we we're kind of running around picking up the last minute gifts um as we were talking beforehand. Uh, I, I tried to get uh, some of our stuff done before we even got into um, the holiday season. So I had a couple of things that even my, my husband had forgotten we'd gotten. So we weren't too bad, but we spent a good portion of yesterday running around getting last-minute things. But uh, I have been playing the last day or two um, Skyrim, but they just put out a new like special edition and so if you had the original Skyrim, you just automatically got it in, you know, your Steam queue or wherever you happen to, to play it off of. And so it's this brand new remastered video game that they just gave you for free. They're just like, here you go. <laughs> so I've been playing that. It's fun. There's a, I, I've mentioned on a previous show, there's a a mod that you can download for it that just kind of starts you randomly somewhere and you have no idea where you're at and you you probably don't have any weapons or armor or anything and you just kind of have to figure it out and you know it's very easy to get stuck into a routine with this game because it's got a very long intro but this way it's like if i've got 15 minutes just kind of throw in you know figure out you know just start start up a new game and and it tosses me somewhere randomly in the the world and I play until I die and and then I'm like all right that was fun <laughs> um
1: now i'm as as we've covered before video games are like my geek blind spot um because i've never been a big video game person um but isn't skyrim like an older
0: title is it something that they
1: update regularly
0: it's an older game, but it's a really well done game. Yeah, it released in okay, it's not too old, about five years. It released in 2011. Okay, um, but it's an open sandbox game, so you can follow the storyline, but you could just go instead of going right, you can just go left and walk around the world and run into you know random thugs or find a cave that has a you know a bunch of dead people in it. Like it, it's it's completely open ended, and so you can do whatever you want. You can. It's not a class-based system, so you don't have to pick. Well, I'm going to be a fighter, or I'm going to be a thief. You know, you can just. You know, oh, I feel like shooting people with fireballs, so I'll start shooting people with fireballs and I build up skills with fireballs. Right. And um, and so it's just kind of like it's it's infinitely playable because you have all these different ways that you can play. And so I think you know updating it five years later with just better graphics is you know all they really need to do.
1: Oh, okay. And so it doesn't, I mean, it sounds like it doesn't get old for you. I mean, you, there's something new to do every time.
0: Yeah, or, absolutely. In fact, or, this last time I was like, you know what, maybe I'll go back and start the, I've never passed it because I've got video game <laughs> ADD. I'll, I'll I'll start playing and I'll go, I really wish my character did this better. So I'll start over, Um, which, which is why I like this random mod because then, you know, I can start over. It's not going to like I don't have to go through the whole intro in again, but I was like, you know what? I may try and go through the regular story and see how far I can get through without starting over. Like maybe this I was is going
1: to be my next question: was was how far or how often do you do the regular story?
0: Um, for a while there, I was doing it. You know, I get to a certain point, and that's about where I, I guess it's the amount of hours that it takes me to get to that point is usually where I end up getting distracted by something else and when I come back to it, I'm like, I don't remember where I am, I'll just start over. And I need to resist <laughs> that temptation. You know, maybe take little notes about you are here, don't start over.
1: So it sounds like there's still a mixture of the nostalgic experience as well, because you've been playing this game for five years, so you're going back to something that on a certain level you know and yet on another level is still offering something new.
0: Yeah, exactly. I know exactly where I'm going to go. Like I know where the where the you know, zombies are going to pop out of. I know where different different bandits are going to be, but the items they drop are different. And, you know, you can play it as a, a, you know, assassin where you're kind of running around with a bow and arrow sneaking around and shooting people from the shadows. Or you can just, like, grab a hammer and just wail on people, which is very cathartic.
1: You play a couple of different games that basically offer this experience, right?
0: Um. This is the most open ended that I play. I think okay. my my gem tends to be the MMOs, so yeah. like Warcraft and everything. That's very, you know, they they try and make it a little bit more, um, a little less railroady, where it's just on this one path. But it's it's a story that they're trying to tell everybody, so they they have to kind of make it like this major right. story. That's it.
1: Right. Um. It's funny how we both kind of, you know, went to um things like, like nostalgic kind of things for what we're, how we're keeping a geek this week. Yeah. And and I do think it is like this time of year where you want like comfort, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Geeks like that's, you know, (laughs) that's its own thing. Like, (laughs) um, I also like going back to old, like geek properties that I really enjoyed at the time and like introducing them to somebody now that has no idea that that thing exists, you know what I mean? Or existed Mm -hmm. forever. I find a lot of fun in that, like sharing, you know, some of these Batman episodes with my roommate or like going back and, you know, buying a second copy of like one of my favorite graphic novels and like gifting it to somebody. Like I'm, I'm really into that where, and I think it was a certain time in my life where I realized, I think it was with music, I got to a certain point, uh, i don't know maybe in my in my mid-20s where i was just kind of bored or or had my feel of of what was happening currently in music and i was like ugh, like you know we all i think we all kind of feel like at some point oh i need new music like someone give me some new music recommendations yeah and it dawned on me that there was like decades of like amazing like older music that i was completely overlooking and the same thing with movies too actually like you know, I complain a lot. I know I complain a lot for sure about like, you know, how terrible most movies are nowadays that are released. And then, you know, it, I think it really, really added a lot to my life when I realized, oh, I can go back and watch these amazing, like master, you know, films from before I was born or you know what I mean? Like, um, and so I do the same thing with geek properties. Like I, I'll go back and, and I'll, I'll kind of. You know i when it comes to gift giving, like I pride myself on being an excellent gift giver where I will think of a thing that is perfect for this person and they don't even know it exists or whatnot. I'm just like, you like you know a, B, and C. I bet based on that you know taste, you're gonna love d and like <laughs> i'll I'll you know give someone that gift and and I take a lot of pride in that
0: that's awesome, very cool. Well, it sounds like we have, um, you know, we have kicked off the holidays being very geeky, very nostalgic. Oh yeah. Um. So let's 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 talk about 2016. We're we're not going to talk about politics <laughs> for politics. Uh, I'm trying over... to
1: film that, Joe. I'm trying. i trying...
0: <laughs> <laughs> We'll we'll go, we'll go over to to the state of the geek for that, but um. <laughs> What what were some of the wins for you this year? What were some of the things that you saw that was like, yeah, that that was a good that was a good film?
1: I I, you know I have to give credit,
0: and I know this
1: kind of starts to feel like a broken record, but I have to give credit to Marvel for being so consistent. Mm. I'm they have just done a great job of creating this brand where you kind of know what you're gonna get, but you're also like kind of super like happy about that you know what I mean yeah um and as we've seen from DC that's not an easy thing to do so that's when I think of you know my geek experiences in the last year um Marvel's just become one of those like just really like a pillar like they're just they're reliable they're dependable they're there I know that I have more to look forward to in the coming year And it just, you know, even even a miss from Marvel is is still enjoyable. You know what I mean? Right. So so you know when they nail it, it's great, and when they exceed those expectations, it's like all gravy. So I I have to start with Marvel just because I feel like they've earned
0: it. Well, and I think they (laughs) they ruined the rest of the year for me. I'll be honest. (laughs) Like. (laughs) <laughs> Every movie after Civil War, I was like, okay, how does this compare to Civil War? Because Civil War was such an amazing movie, and I had so much fun with it. And it wasn't even a conscious thing. It wasn't like I was like, I am now going to compare everything to Civil War, but I I found myself doing that. I was like, you know, much to the detriment of many <laughs> of the movies that we watched in the later half of the year.
1: I'm glad that I that I don't for whatever reason, I'm interested to see where that where that comes from with you, because I, I I that's not a thing for me where I say, OK, I liked Civil War. I mean, I love Civil War, but now, you know, it's not going to be it to me. It's like once that experience is had, I kind of like put it in its, you know, <laughs> put it in its 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 shiny polymer bag <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Like, put it up on the shelf, and I go, that was awesome, but okay, like, on to the next thing, you know what I mean? And, and it could, I guess it's the roller coaster that I like, it's, it's the, I like the hype before it, I like to, dis- I like the the, the the watching experience, and then I like to dissect it after, and then once I've done that, I'm kind of done with it, yeah. you know? Like, I'm gonna watch Civil War again at some point, and that's gonna be great, like, but I, it has not even crossed my mind to watch again so far since I've seen it.
0: Yeah, for, for me, it's kind of like I just kind of keep going back to the big fight scene, and it just every time I think about it, it makes me happy. It just makes <laughs> me smile. Like, I just can't not be excited about that that film. Yeah. But um, have, you, have you
1: watched it again since the first time?
0: I haven't, because I'm not somebody who goes back and rewatches a lot of stuff. I was when I was younger, but I just don't have the time, and so I'd rather indulge in something new.
1: Wow, that's interesting because I would think from how you talk about, you know, comparing things to it, like I would think you'd want to go back and have that experience again.
0: Well, you know me an expectation. And so my (laughs) my fear would be that I would have it like that it will never match how amazing it is in my mind at this point, that you know, it'll be like, Oh, this was fun. But (laughs) you know, I tend to I tend to be that way. Like I put things on a pedestal and let them sit there, and if I do go back, like with the Goonies, (laughs) I'm like, oh wow, this is this is just a bunch of children screaming. So that, terrible.
1: So there's an element of like you want to preserve that first experience. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. Now you you just introduced a whole new anxiety to me. Thank you. Like what if it's <laughs> back to something I love? What if you would watch Civil War again and not and think and see something that goes, uh, like uh I didn't like why didn't I notice that the first time I didn't like that? Like yeah, that's okay. Okay. I get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen with everything, but and it's not a fear. Like if I if I saw it on television, you know, I was just randomly playing and I sat down and watched it. I, I'm sure I would love it. I just don't think I would love it as much as I did the first time. And there are very just nowadays very few occasions I have to just sit mm. and and rewatch something.
1: Right, right. Yeah, you consume a lot of media. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I feel like I do. I read. I do a lot of reading, like online, like articles and blogs and stuff. Um, but I don't feel like I have time to watch a lot of stuff. So I'm very picky about what I will sit down and and watch. You know. Yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, were there any other movies that you thought were were big wins that that really just like, wow, I'm glad we we got this in
1: 2016. Um. Yeah. Deadpool.
0: Yes. Deadpool. Which- definitely.
1: I guess technically, I mean it's Marvel, but not like you know what I mean. I don't know. Um, yeah, that that kind of changed the game, didn't it? C- similar to probably how it was when the comic book came out, right?
0: Yeah, I definitely think so. I'm I'm a little concerned because it's leading into you know the, the the sequel is already having issues, so <laughs> it's like speak more about that. Yeah, well, you know they they fired the or the 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 director quit. Oh, you hadn't heard that? No. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, creative differences with Ryan Reynolds. Oh uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh Tim oh. Miller left and they brought in I don't remember who they brought in, but they brought in somebody else.
1: Oh, man. Maybe well, I mean, I'm still gonna hold out hope. Because, you know, like when Magic Johnson joined the Lakers in the early eighties. You know, they he had his coach fired and everyone thought, you know, oh, no, what is this rookie doing? Like he's he's running the team. And then they hired um Pat Riley and then they they went to, you know, five. They won five more NBA championships. So mm-hmm. sorry, just a little bit of a sports geek.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and Ryan Reynolds is is Deadpool at this point. Like he, cool. he really does know the film and the franchise and everything else. So, you know, hopefully it's it's for for the right reasons
1: at least we'll know who to absolutely rake over the coals <laughs> when we review Deadpool 2 <laughs> if it's not good we will i mean there's no one else to put place the blame on no no <laughs> uh what about you what what anything else stands out uh, from this year
0: um the introduction of, of Doctor Strange, definitely, but I don't know that the movie was as, oh my god, amazing as some of the other stuff we saw. Okay. Um, so,
1: okay. So, but but you count it as a win for sure.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I like, love the character, love the, the visuals, but I think for me it was... Um, it was a strong story. It was kind of, it was kind of like, well done, folks. You know, golf clap, move on. It wasn't a, oh my god, this was so amazing. Right, right, right. But um, definitely a win. Okay, I have to um,
1: talk about my love for Star Trek Beyond.
0: Yes, that was on my my short list of things that I thought did pretty okay, cool. well. Okay, Some, So something happened the other day
1: <laughs> at work, and I have to confess. Um, my coworker Jason, who I've mentioned before on this podcast, um, he asked me, uh, "So are you, are are you a Star Trek guy?" Um, I made some joke, I don't know about Star Wars, Star Trek, um, because you know we we're not like super geeks. Like I I I can't claim, you know, the the I don't know geekitude. <laughs> As as some others, and I'm fully aware of that, you know, I don't I don't try to claim it, you know, like I I was a geek growing up and I am able to retain a lot of information in my brain, useless information. Um, And so that makes me able to kind of like keep up with like the bigger geeks that I know and look up to or whatnot, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, sometimes because of where I work or who I hang out with, I am the geek in that room or in that group, you know, like I am as geeky as it gets in in a lot of my like clicks or whatnot um so i feel like i got to represent for like all of geekdom you know and and right guys <laughs> like and, and and you know girls i'm i'm trying to represent you as you know to the best of my ability <laughs> but um i I so so I work at work that's the case where jason is into a lot of this the same properties but he doesn't you know go as deeply into it as i do and he doesn't have the history with it that i do as well so you know he'll kind of like Ask me about stuff or kind of like you know throw bounce some you know i ideas for interest off me or whatever. Um, and so he's like, oh, so are, are you a Star Trek fan? Like, are you a Star Trek guy? You know, he he didn't say you know Trekkie because so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, yeah, I really like Star Trek, you know. And he's like, oh, cool. Um, and then <laughs> he goes like, what do you watch? And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, you know, the the movie that just came out was you know good. And he's like, oh, I didn't like the movie. And I was like. Wait, you just said you like Star Trek, though. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, like, I'll catch like, an episode of, like, you know, Next Generation every now and then. And I was like, oh, no, I don't I don't watch TV shows. And he just gave me this look. <laughs> like, like, caught me, you know? And, I, and, I, and then I caught myself, and I was like, I should probably stop calling myself a Star Trek person, <laughs> you know? <laughs> because, I mean, I'm sure there's people right now, like, you know, co- like, just spontaneously combusting into flames listening to me talk about this. Because... I you know I to me Star Trek god this I feel so guilty saying this but to me Star Trek is like the last 3 movies like I was never really into Star Trek that much growing up and um I spent a lot of time around a, a Trekkie you know my uh uh my roommate's uh, boyfriend uh, Matt Haley um, who's, you know, an, a, an amazing comic book artist and, and illustrator. Um, he's a big Trek fan and they watch Trek, like the original series, like they are into it. And so he gets really irked by these movies. You know, I mean, I think he's able to enjoy them to a certain extent, but it's not, you know, it's not going to scratch that itch for him. Right. Um, although he did enjoy this last one and, and I really enjoyed it too. Like I, I thought it was a really, really like well executed, um, version of, of, of this whole concept you know like it was just a great self-contained story for the most part and it it was like funny and it had action and and it you know i i although what i do hear from matt and from other you know real real trekkies is that you know it's just missing the thing that star trek had which you know what i mean which i guess was a i don't know a certain approach to the story a certain uh a reliance on on sci-fi and and science or whatnot um but yeah, all that being said and, and I felt like I just felt the need to confess <laughs> that
0: <conversation.
1: laughs> yeah, my, um, yeah, I re- I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, my my thing with that, I know a lot of people were like, well, it's too action-y. And it's like, not yes. really. Because <laughs> yeah. if you look at if you look at the T V series versus the movies, the movies have always been more action based than um than kind of intellectual. Yeah, yeah, they are you know, maybe not as, as action-y as this one was, but they still tend to be on the action-forward side of things. And so I think it's just a different way of looking at it. And I think people that are resisting, it's fine, but it's not something that they should discount just because it's not what they're used to. Right.
1: Um. That, that was the thing. That's the thing, is the action thing. And, and the other thing that I hear besides uh you know it's too action y which you hit like right like on the head is um I also hear um or I've come to understand rather that the the cheesiness is is such an important part mm-hmm. of Star Trek. Like the like the just the bad quality, the campiness of the first series is part of Star Trek now. And the fact that these movies don't really are in any way are not attempting to be campy. Uh, or if it is, I think, you know, I think in the first one, like with the green, like girl alien, like that, that was a, it was a very like strong, like obvious wink or nod to that, you know? Right. Well, other than the little jokes like that, there's really no campiness that they're attempting. And I think, and I've, I, from what I've, I've gathered, like that's something that also makes it feel not like Star Trek.
0: I can kind of see that. I don't know. I, I've i been a, you know, I have been a Trekkie and a Trekker. And apparently I have a friend who, or I have a student who is, is into Star Trek. Um, and it's been a while since I've had somebody who's been into Star Trek as, as strong as she has. And she, I asked, I said, is this still a thing, the Trekkie-Trekker thing? And she's like, yes. I just don't, I'm like, what's the difference? I don't know. <laughs> you know, everybody has a different opinion. But anyway, um. I I've been, you know, I consider myself a next generation fan. I haven't seen all the series. I've seen most. I've seen a little bit of every series. I have not seen all of them in completion. Oh. But I am not offended by these movies. They they do not offend my enjoyment of Star Trek as a um as a franchise. Right. And I think it's very interesting when people are just like they lock in and this is what it must be. And it's like not really. Not really. You have that. You have that, and it and it is that because you can go back and, you know, watch them on DVD or, you know, you've, yeah. you've still got that. This is just something new, and it's a different take on it. And if you don't like it, then that's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Think about how many takes there have been on, like, Batman or Superman at this point, you know? Right. Like, there are people that – I mean, I'm a huge Superman fan. He was my first favorite comic book hero from when I was, like, seven years old. Um, and, you know, I love the original, the, the Richard Donner movie, um, watched those as a kid growing up, um, big fan of the cartoon series that came out. You know, I mentioned Batman earlier and, and Superman, like I was super excited when they were, you know, that was in production and and I really liked the cartoon. Um, never, ever got into Smallville. And I know right. people that love Smallville, you know?
0: Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I didn't watch again. Didn't watch the entire series because it just went on forever. But it was fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that's an example of like, okay, you know, I wasn't upset that there was a different take on Superman. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it was just like, yeah, that's that's one version, and I can take it or leave it. I'm deciding to leave it, but I still have like all the other versions of Superman that I really like.
0: You know? Yeah. Now I'm gonna do a quick um, Star Trek Beyond spoiler in case somebody hasn't seen it and doesn't want to be spoiled. But I am gonna. So good. Mentioned a surviving character on the show that I want to see come back again. So um, so we've been warned. Uh, with the death of Anton Yelchin um, and Chekhov not they've they've said they're not gonna recast Chekhov. Um, I would like to see in future Star Trek Beyond or you know, Star Trek movies, I'd like to see Jayla be part of the cast because she was my absolute favorite thing about that movie.
1: Yeah, she was amazing. Yeah, we walked out of the movie talking about her and her character. And I went to see this movie both with hardcore Trek fans and with someone who didn't know anything about Trek. And we all walked out talking about the same character. Yeah, so, I,
0: I think they they would really miss an opportunity there if they didn't just add her to the cast because she was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um. So in in sticking to the sci-fi theme, um, uh, I I really enjoyed the the few God, there's always so few like original like sci-fi like films out, you know, or even just like properties in in, in general.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I was able to catch um Midnight Special earlier this year, and um passen- not not passengers. Um, what's what's it called? Arrival. Arrival.
0: Loved Arrival.
1: Yeah. And I thought they were both really well done, really well done, low key sci-fi. I just, it's like the best thing. It's, and it's not something that I'm going to like geek out over like big time, but it's just, it just, for me, it, it clicks so many like pleasure, <laughs> like areas <laughs> like in my brain. Like it's just, um, yeah, I really like both those films. Um, what you said, you said you liked The Rival.
0: I liked Rival. yeah. I thought it was very intense. Like, it was not – I didn't go in with any expectations. I just heard it was a good movie. And so I'm like, I'm just going to go in for the ride. And it was one of those things that it was a joy to see it unfold.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, are, Were you familiar at all with the short story that it's based on?
0: No, not at all.
1: Okay, cool. I don't know if we've talked about this before. But um, I'll send you the link. It's a really cool short story. And so I was aware of it, and so I was excited to – See how they adapted it, and they did a really great job, I thought.
0: Yeah. Now I haven't seen Passengers yet, but I know that I'm going to take Matt to that sometime next week.
1: Okay, it's out already,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it just came out this past weekend.
1: Okay, early, early on, um, with the the promotional material of both Passengers and Arrival, I kept mixing them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and there's something about that like clean white, like future, like space stuff, you know, that just all starts to like feel the same. Right. Um, so I'm sure I'll feel differently about, you know, uh, uh, I'll be able to differentiate them once I actually see passengers. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking that out. There's a couple of other, um, properties, uh, uh, like, you know, original sci-fi properties coming next year we, we can get to when we start looking forward. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, tip my hat to, I don't know if you, if you caught Midnight Special, but that was, that was really well done. Um, Jeff Nichols, uh, directed it and he's, he's a, I really like. I follow directors, and he directed *Mud* with Matthew McConaughey a few years ago. Um, he directed um, *Take Shelter*. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie *Starman*. From- yeah,
0: I've, I'm familiar with it. I don't know that I've seen it okay. in its entirety, or if I have. It was when I was very, very young.
1: Well, for those of you that really like *Starman*, um, check out *Midnight Special* because it's it's got a lot of the same feels. It's really well done sci-fi.
0: Oh, I'm going to have to check that out because, you know, I know Matt loves sci-fi, so that would be a good oh, one to go back and see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have some some that kind of hit in the middle. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, we when we covered uh, X-Men Apocalypse, we talked about how it was the, – the biggest advantage it had was it was right after um, Batman vs Superman. <laughs> so so that that's what it had working for it. Uh, you know, it was kind of a nice nostalgic romp where you could go, Oh I know that. Oh I know what that's from. Oh there's a there's a reference to X you know, so <laughs> it, it was it was
1: there. Yeah, yeah, it um, was there. You're right though, it coming right after Batman vs. Superman. That was that really worked in its favor, didn't it?
0: It really did, because then people I don't think are going to they will not look back on it. With as much ire as I think it would have earned if it had come out right after Civil War.
1: Oh, man. Can you imagine? Yeah. 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 <laughs> to go from Civil War to, to X-Men Apocalypse to Batman vs. Superman? Oh.
0: Yeah. No, that would have just been like that, – that. well, that would have felt like the progression of 2016. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Warcraft. I, I don't know if you saw Warcraft. I did not
1: see Warcraft. I stayed away from it. It didn't look good to me, and and I was I, that was one of those things where there are certain properties that I know people that are super into, and it, it, if it's not calling to me specifically, I I will totally like rely on their you know on, on their recommendation or not. And so Warcraft was definitely one of those where I'm like, if Joe calls <laughs> or texts me. And says, "Oh my God, this was so good! I'm gonna go check it out." And that was not the case. So
0: no, no, and, and we did a whole episode with uh, Brian Black, uh, Roe from Rail Maintenance on on Warcraft, and uh, we were we were very kind to it. I think the the more I think about it, the more I I you know like like when I go back and I think about Civil War, I get those happy feelings. Yeah, I, I look back on Warcraft, and I just kind of get those missed opportunity feelings. Like, I think they just started the story in the wrong place.
1: Oh, that's a huge choice, too.
0: Yeah, they started at the very beginning, and I think that in the in the games, you know, there were three Warcraft strategy games before World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. And the first one, Orc and, Orcs versus Humans, which this is kind of loosely around that time... You know, the, the the plot wasn't there. And a lot of the plot that exists around that time is retroactive. Yeah. Like, they, it's been added in through Warcraft 3 and World of Warcraft. And so I think they would have been better off starting at Warcraft 3, where they're like, we've got this great story and it's going to tell an epic adventure. You start there. And if, yeah. if it catches on, go back and catch the, the, the history and the, the before.
1: So it's like imagine if the world was like in the the Star Wars movie started with Episode One.
0: That, that's exactly what I was going to give as an example. Like, yeah, nobody would have been like, you, "You haven't gotten to the good story yet." The good story yeah. was four, five, and six, and now you're starting with one, and and the build's just wrong. God,
1: the geek storytelling dilemma of today, yeah. huh? Yeah. It's like, do we like go come back to the prequel and disappoint everyone then? Or do we just start with the prequel? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 but it wasn't like a total, I mean, did you geek out a little bit at seeing like the story told or like seeing these characters on the screen or anything? Cause you're, you're not, it's, it's in the middle for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was – It like, I think the achievement of it all was very cool. I think being able to sit and, and watch this world that I – because there were moments where some a place would come on the screen and I'm like, I've been there in-game. Like, that – I know where that is. Oh, that's cool. Like, it had that tangible feeling to me. Like, it, it – it, a lot of times when you have a property that you've me- pictured in your mind because you've read the book or because you've played the video game or because you've had this experience with it because they've made it cinematic, they've taken away what makes it personal to you and that's something that start- that Warcraft did not do. Warcraft was very good about saying, you know, this isn't going to be a pixel by pixel recreation of the world that you know but we'll we'll show you a a still from the movie and you'll know where that is. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good approach. I like that. Yeah, no, I think it was definitely and, and it was a fan service thing. If you weren't a a hardcore fan, this wasn't going to be an exciting movie for you. And that's unfortunate because I think that the the way to build up your property, especially one that's, you know, decades old at this point, Uh, the way you build it up is by introducing it to new people in a very exciting way. And I don't think that this accomplished that.
1: You got to get people invested first and foremost.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, well, I feel like for me, Ghostbusters was another kind of middle of the road, Mm -hmm. you know, properties for me. Um, there are things that I liked about it and I was, you know, there are things that I didn't, I felt like, and we covered, you know, what, what we were not happy with or whatnot. Um, but it's interesting with this movie. I feel like the, the more that t- the more time passes, the things that I liked about it stand out to me more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, the, 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 the mistakes or, or ways that it kind of like disappointed, that's like my, always like my first like visceral reaction you know so i I tend to walk out of the theater saying oh you know these and this and this and this is what i didn't like and i'm like reacting to that right and after time i'm like oh but i like this and this and this and so i haven't seen it again but i'm actually we've been talking about my roommate and i have been talking about revisiting this and watching it again soon just just to go over the things that we really loved about it
0: yeah i wanted to say i wanted to say we had ghostbusters and it was okay, but the world didn't end. But I don't know. Now that we're thinking about the way 2016 has progressed, you know, I don't know that I can make that claim. I don't think it's its fault, but I don't know that I can confidently make that claim.
1: That, you, that's hilarious. theres You're right, though. I think there's something to be said for, you know, we, we've got to make sure we, we don't forget, you know, all the – the bitching and moaning that was like taking place before about this film and what happened nothing like the movie came out and you know there we we moved on
0: i i i feel bad that the the hallmark thing that i think we'll remember about ghostbusters in 2016 will be all the hoopla around it all the just the Like, everything that is bad about geek culture happened to this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was still funny, though. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was... I I thought it was a perfectly passable movie. Was it like, oh my god, this is amazing, top ten? No.
1: But it
0: it was fun. Prepare for more,
1: because we're getting Blade Runner. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. More aliens, right? Like, I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but, like... This is it like we're going to see like beloved movies from when we were younger, like given the like mediocrity treatment, you know, mm-hmm. that's just that's just the thing. And and like we said before, I mean, for me, I that's completely like just turned off. I don't, you know, very, very rarely will I go and see, you know, a remake of something that I really loved when I was younger. I just it's just I don't need it. I don't it's not calling me. Uh, Ghostbusters was one that did call me. And I also felt like I want to support this movie, damn it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. um, But yeah, it's most of the time these remakes and stuff, they just don't, they don't really hold my interest.
0: Um, I I think we we were just, you know, we we try to dwell dwell on the positive. So we're just going to briefly touch upon the, um, DC stuff. (laughs) Um... (laughs) We we had Sue Squad that happened. Um, a squad, yeah. Oh yeah. God, I was. We, in... <laughs> I we have was... an entire episode. We're not going to go back into it.
1: <laughs> real quick. Real quick. I was I was in a, a a Target yesterday doing some last minute Christmas shopping and um. Standing in line in a, you know, endless line and uh, look over at this, like, merchandising, like, setup, like, display. And it's this cardboard thing and it has, like, all these, like, Suicide Squad, like, you know, heads, like, on there. Like, all, like, done, like, in a really stylized, like, abstract kind of, like, uh, uh, illustration style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm just, like... Oh yeah, like <laughs> oh yeah, that happened, and now they're like saying, you know, we're superheroes ever buy the DVD because somebody really wants to be disappointed to find this in their
0: store. <laughs> <laughs> I would like, have rather had, had Cole. Someone's
1: clueless like aunt or grandma is gonna buy this. <laughs> Oh, you know, so and so reads comic books, or so and so likes. God, I don't know. Whatever, you know, shoot 'em up games. Like this is that, and, <laughs> and like that's gonna like be Suicide Squad is like the new socks in your stocking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know what? It gave us an entirely new direction to go with our Harley Quinn cosplay. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, win-win. Silver lining. Yes. And then, and then there was Batman versus Superman, which again, we've got an entire episode on it. And if you really want us to talk about it again, go, go back and listen to that. But, um, we we do have to mention it because it's going to, I think, motivate a little bit of our conversation when we talk about what's coming up in 2017. It just, it was a miss. It was a miss on almost every level.
1: Yeah. Um, DC is going to come back up for me later in the show, um but i agree with you it's it, it, it's it's a faint memory at this point to be honest with you and that's probably like the best thing that i can i can hope for um it's just it's been god it's been such a long year and i usually don't say that it's usually like wow you know we're already here like already christmas new year's but when i'm i'm going over some of these properties with you i'm like oh that was this year like yeah. that feels like a long time ago um yeah, but God, I feel so bad for Ben Affleck because I really liked this version of Batman, as as murderous and violent as he was. I thought, okay, this is we haven't seen this yet. We I mean, we are aware of it from the comics, and no one's had the balls to like put it up on the screen. And so I I was really excited about the whole look mm-hmm. of Batman and and everything, and and I am you know excited about uh the the next Batman solo, especially knowing that you know Affleck is is putting it off because the script's not right. Yeah, you know, yeah. oh, you know, it was supposed to be, you know, on this production schedule. And he's like, nope, script's not there yet. We're not going to start. So I, I'm like, yes, thank you. Like, I will wait longer for a good version of that, you know.
0: I, I think the people who wrestle this away from the current administration is are, are going to be the heroes of the DC universe. Like that. <laughs> that's that's what it's going to be. It's going to be the people. My one of my my. Themes for 2017 is is a rolled up newspaper and a squirt bottle, because I do feel like we need to go around people that we know they're doing something wrong and they know they're doing something wrong and just go whack squirt squirt stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you know it doesn't hurt them. It's just the sound scares them. It's fine.
1: Yeah, make them a little uncomfortable. I'm, yeah. I'm on board with that. I'm, I'm totally on board with making people uncomfortable. You know, just to get them kind of. To to look at things differently and and you know snap them out of it for sure absolutely
0: and call and call them on on what they're doing I I think that's the big thing
1: yes absolutely
0: but um, anyway what <laughs> other things in 2016 what were were some of the the landmarks you know not cinema just in general just other geeky things or things that we've experienced that hey this is really cool
1: um. Again, and, and this, uh, I'm glad that I went into that whole rant about graphic novels earlier because, um, I always feel like I'm coming to things late because of that. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, in the midst of catching up with walking dead, I, I texted my cousin Abel, who I mentioned uh, last podcast, and I said, uh, this is amazing. And he said, Oh, it gets really great. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, right now it's really great. <laughs> and i'm like wow it's getting better than this and he's like oh you have no idea and cool so for the people that are watching walking dead right now i hear you okay this is a great thing right now and unfortunately i'm not going to get to talk about season seven until next year's year-end show <laughs> but i hear you loud and clear and apparently walking dead is kicking ass right now um and it's just such a brutal watching experience that I don't know that I could do it week to week. You know, I commend mm-hmm. the fan and, and that's great that you're on that ride because without those weekly viewers, you know, it'd be really hard to keep the show going. So I appreciate it. <laughs> but, um, I'm, you know, I'm glad that I'm able to take a nice long break from walking dead. And then when the new season comes out, just, you know, really punish myself like <laughs> in a great way, like just like love it. And at the same time, just be like, God, this is so dark, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so that was, I really enjoyed, uh, I'm really enjoying that show. And it's really cool to see like this, I, I feel so proud of the fact that I was in on this comic, you know, thanks to you, you know, because I remember, you know, subbing, being a substitute teacher in my former life and, and sitting in your classes and saying, what's the new graphic novel? What's the new comic that I should read, Joe? And you're like, oh, I left you a stack on the desk, like check this out. <laughs> And Walking Dead was one of those that just instantly grabbed me. And that feels like such a long time ago to, to, to know how great those stories were in the comics and to see what it's turned into, like on the TV, like is just, ama- it makes me so proud and
0: so happy, you know? Yeah. I have to say that's one of the things I miss the most about you not subbing for us anymore is that I can't leave you fun things to read and you Uh-oh. don't leave fun things for me to read anymore. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. this whole dynamic is like just, it's just not there anymore. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was that was seriously like I got I got you know learned about so much new media and so many new stories just from that experience. So that was cool. And then even some older stuff again, like you know, to 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 pick up on some of the other things we've talked about, um, like Squadron Supreme. Like I had no idea that whole thing was what it was. And you, I remember you telling me, oh yeah, check it out. Like, and I was like, well, how did they get away with this at the yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, you know. So cool. But, um, so, so again, you know, in in the same theme of of coming to things late, um, Walking Dead was great. Was, was Daredevil this year or was that last year?
0: No, Daredevil was this year. Daredevil was this year and, um, and Luke Cage. Luke Cage was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked Daredevil season two more than I liked Luke Cage. Um, it took me forever to get through Luke Cage. It just was a slow, Really slow burn, and I think that series. I think for me, the experience would have been better had I done it like week to
0: week. Mm -hmm.
1: Of course, it's you know a Netflix series, so no one really thinks to do that. I don't think, but um, and those of you that do, there's people out there that like, wow, like kudos to you. But um, trying to binge watch that the way I'm just accustomed to watching things now did not. It worked against the property for me.
0: That's interesting, because I, I flip those completely. Like, Daredevil was okay, but I didn't enjoy it as much as I did. I, I think Luke Cage is probably my favorite Netflix Marvel series up to this point.
1: Let's talk about that. What did you like about it so much?
0: It felt very unexpected for me. Like, I I cared about the characters. I thought there were times where it did dip into the, okay, I wish they'd kind of move past whatever, like, like the whole when he's injured thing, that... Drug on a little bit too long. Mm -hmm. But but for the most part, the characters were well developed. They interacted realistically. They. um, It just. It was. I don't know. Refreshing. Where Mm -hmm. I felt. Daredevil. The Punisher stuff was good. And it was a very well acted piece. But I got very bored by the Elektra stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a little too angsty for me
1: right yeah i think luke cage did a good job of avoiding that it did definitely feel like a different flavor yeah 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 totally
0: but Uh, i can definitely understand where people would go oh i liked uh, you know i i think the story was grittier for daredevil and i we all as we've discovered you are very much about the dark and the grit (laughs) so i can see where that would appeal more to you
1: so much. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much even looking back at like the comics that I, that I really loved growing up and like reading comics. Like I'm like, Oh yeah. Wow. I was really, I'm really into that. Like kind of I, my, I'm, I'm a pretty, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm a pretty even keeled positive person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Really hard to make me angry or to get under my skin. Like really, really difficult. Um, and I, and I real I've learned that storytelling is definitely how I go to my dark place. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Stories that I consume, you know, the emotional roller coasters is what I want. Like I want to feel like, you know, traumatized <laughs> from a story. You, like I want to feel like I've been through an ordeal, you, you know, getting
0: that catharsis.
1: Yes, totally. It's like a safe way to do it. Absolutely. So yeah, but no, but I still like Luke Cage. I just, I, I think I, I built it up in my head a bit too much before it came out. Yeah, it's Uh, that
0: expectation, dude. We gotta work on that.
1: I know, dude. It's just, (laughs) it's it's like I I enjoy the expectation part just as much as I enjoy the actual like thing that I'm expecting. So it's kind of it's hard for me to to flip that or to like you know kind of move away from that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and we had some we had some great milestones in 2016 for for us too. We we did our first. Comic Con, or well, not Comic Con, but we did our first comic convention panel. Yeah, that was great. Yes. Yeah, NerdCon was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Um, God, it'd been a while since I'd been in like a comic or like a convention space like that. That was really interesting, too, to, to kind of. It, it just made me want to go to more.
0: Yeah, and and for me, this was, you know, I, I went out to, to dinner. Matt and I met um, Kenny Rotter from Dumbbells and Dragons last night for dinner because he's. He was passing by Palm Springs on the way out to Arizona, where his family lives, and uh, he's like, "Hey, I've got, I've got to stop for dinner. Are you guys available?" We're like, "Yeah." And I said, "You know, what, what should I be adding to the list?" And he's like, "Well, we met all these really cool podcasters this year. You know, the uh, Kenny and the guys from uh, the Average Geek show, and all the WEC people, and um." Michelle Jensen from the Nerd Out app which if you are hearing this before the Kickstarter ends please make sure you're contributing. But uh like we just met a lot of really cool geeky people this year and and that was phenomenal. That's cool.
1: Yeah. It was really fun to be part of that scene for an afternoon with you guys. Um and it's really apparent that it's you know that's what's like with podcasting and and geek culture like there is like scene that you're a part of and there's like this this group of people that are like supporting each other and they're all doing really cool interesting work you know what i mean
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: fun to be like to 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 be a part of that uh uh, for that convention i'm looking forward to more
0: yeah definitely
1: um before we move on i want to mention um a couple of comic book titles that i really enjoyed this year i didn't do as much comic book reading as i was hoping to this year I started strong and it's just like, you know, I've got to really get into the habit again. And, and I, I didn't stick with it as much as I was hoping, but, um, I really enjoy Saga still to this day. It's, it's probably my most anticipated graphic novel. Um, when it comes out, when I know there's a new Saga book out, I'm super excited. Um, and Paper Girls, I really enjoyed as well. And they're by the same writer. So that probably makes sense, but, um, both again i guess like you know if you're really into like original sci-fi properties like you know we talked about arrival and about um um god what was the other one midnight special uh Mm -hmm. comic books are a great place to find it um for girls and saga are both original you know sci-fi properties and they're just really well done really fun i really enjoyed them um, there's a bunch of graphic novels that I've been waiting on. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I'm sure those of you that are, you know, that are avid comic book readers, there's, I know there's stuff that I'm skipping right now that I'm just not mentioning, but trust me, you know, six months from now, I'll be like, Oh my God, this thing from last year is the best thing ever. <laughs> so my apologies, you know, for not giving that shout out now, but you'll just, just wait a few you know months from now, you'll, you'll see. Yeah. You'll be able to say, told you so, or, you know, finally, you know. Um, so yeah, there's some books that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Moon Knight is one of them. I'm waiting to be collected uh, in a couple of books. Um, God, what's another one? Um, I've heard really good things about the 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 Thor, the
0: the female Thor. Apparently, yeah, I'd heard a lot of good things about Thor.
1: Yeah, for all the, again, for all the, you know, moaning and and, and whining that, that came with, you know, them changing to a female Thor uh, a couple years ago, apparently this last year has just killed it, storytelling-wise. So that's definitely a book that's on my list that I'm just, I'm just waiting for them to put it out so that I can pick it up. Um. And then surprisingly, one that I've actually was just recommended to me recently by somebody, and then I did some reading on it. I was like, wait, what? Is this the same character? Um, Midnighter and Apollo, who are an old, older duo from, um, Warren Alice's, um, run on Planetary, I believe. And even before Planetary, I was, okay, so <laughs> I was a big Image Comics nerd as a kid um mm-hmm. i i dove deep into comic book i mean i always read comics from when i was young but when i was in my early teens i really dove deep into the comic book world right as image comics was doing its thing so you know take that for what it is <laughs> you know there's something yeah, yeah. with that statement um but i was really uh um aware of everything they were putting out and the writers that were working on it so when they decided oh yeah we need good writing like you know, I was happy about that. Right. And, um, Warren Ellis took over the Stormwatch title and then introduced uh, his own kind of set of characters and then ended Stormwatch and then uh, started restarted it as his own, you know, uh, a title called Planetary. And he's all these really cool, interesting characters, especially when you consider, you know, as a 13 year old, I was I my idea of good comics was, oh, God, like I didn't want to say like. Like young blood and like backlash and like you know brigade, which is if any of you out there know what I'm talking about, like yes, like you know our con- condolences to,
0: bo- to each of us. <laughs> it says it says it uh, says a lot about that time in your life.
1: <laughs> yes, dude, seriously. So um, when you know when when writers like Alan Moore and, and Warren Ellis started to come onto these image titles and and writing them, it was like a whole new world to me. I mean that that was what first inspired me to go. Who are these writers and what else have they made? And, oh, this is what makes good comics, the writing. And so that's what first really, like, inspired me to go pick up, like, the classics, you know, like um, Dark Knight Returns and and uh, Sandman and Hellboy and, and um, a lot of that stuff, Year One. So anyway, um, Planetary was a lot of fun. There was a couple of characters that I liked called Midnighter and Apollo, and they were kind of takes on Batman and Superman. Um, and they were really interesting takes on each of these characters and their powers. Apollo, you know, powered by the sun, um, Midnighter, you know, works at night, so you can kind of see the parallels, the obvious parallels there. Mm -hmm. Um, spoilers, they also turn out to be a gay couple.
0: Right, and that, that I knew about. Did they do something new with those characters this past year? Yeah,
1: so at the beginning of the year, there was, um, a Midnighter series, um, that well it had been ongoing and it was uh can and i was looking forward to actually picking it up and then it was canceled oh no yes and so what happened this year though was um a new midnighter and apollo uh like mini series um and oh i've heard really great things about it so i'm like that's another book that's been on my list for a while and i've just been neglecting like heading to my like local comic book shop in the last couple months to pick it up but um yeah, so so I'm looking forward to all that. So this is all stuff that I'm sure there are people that are fully, like, aware of all this stuff and have been enjoying it, and they're like, dude, you're missing out. And I – <laughs> so, I, yeah, I'm going to be uh, picking these up soon. So those are some other really cool properties that have been you know, happening this year that, I, that I've missed out on.
0: Very cool. All right, we're going to move on to 2017 because as is with our episodes, we tend to run quite long. Oh, geez. Um, okay (laughs) yeah what um you have uh you have a list of the top ones and i i don't disagree with uh any of them the one i'm probably least familiar with coming in 2017 is god particle you want to talk about that a little bit
1: yeah so you know jj abrams has um i think wisely decided to expand his cloverfield universe to Mm -hmm. like include like other titles and other stories um Cloverfield, I'm you know we're aware of from from years ago a, a found found footage film monster film right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, do you remember Joe? Do you remember all the hype? Oh yeah. Movie? Oh yeah. People we're so fixated on the tiniest clips from that movie, going oh trying to guess what it is. So at one point everyone thought it was a giant lion, uh huh, <laughs> because of this distorted audio clip. But anyway, um, so last year, um. I think it was last year. Yeah, it was last year. What was the the uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane? I think it was called.
0: Yeah. I might
1: be butchering that. Um, let me let me do some. Yeah, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, that was really enjoyable. I really liked that film. It was just a small kind of self-contained story done on a really like you know um um low budget kind of scale, but it was really tense. Um, and it was, like, just a really fun watch. Um,
0: I may have to watch that this coming week because I, could... I, I want to I jump into this. Now that I know that it's going to be beyond this, you know, these two movies and it sounds like he's going to keep going, I, I kind of want to not miss out.
1: But here's the thing, though, okay? It's not, a, a, like, an ongoing storyline. It's, like, an anthology series but full movies, So they're just stories that take place in the same universe, but they're not necessarily connected.
0: Yes, but what's going to end up happening is what's happening (laughs) right now – and this is another thing that I need to talk about for for 2017 – is Dark Tower is coming out in 2017. I was going to ask about that. And that's one of those things where, okay, if you watched – now, if you read Stephen King books all through your life – and I've read a few, but – you're going to get a completely different understanding of Dark Tower than you would if you don't know anything about it. In fact, I don't even know from what I've heard about the Dark Tower series. If you haven't read the books, you're not going to necessarily be able to pick up what he's laying down.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I think I read something too that said that it's the
0: movies are like a companion
1: piece to the books or something.
0: Yeah, and so I don't want to be in a situation, you know, 5 6 years from now when we've got like 10 different Cloverfield universe movies and be like, "Oh, well this refers back to to the second movie, but you know because that's 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 what happens in geek circles." And then I'm going to feel bad and left out.
1: Oh, you forward-looking geek you. Yes, <laughs> you're probably right. Um and and I will say this again, Ten Cloverfield Lane on its own is a very enjoyable viewing experience. So check it out. Um, I just it's it's hard. It's like at this point I almost want to say like you know I want to set your expectations correctly, but at the same time like it's kind of really hard to do that. Um, It's well, just you know it's it's a small it's a film told on a small scale. It's a self contained film. It can almost work as a play.
0: Is it is it? It's a thriller, right? Yeah. Fear horror.
1: It, no, it's a thriller. Um, you know, and they set up these dynamics between very few characters and you know, you just watch them play out. So yeah. um yeah, that in that way to me it feels like, like kind of like a play, you know? Okay. Um but yeah, but I'm excited that uh this movie God Particle is coming out this coming year or next year, that you know, is also gonna take place in this same universe, but it's it's like a space movie. It's like it's like a spaceship movie. So that's really cool. Like, I just like that he's got this kind of sandbox now that he's decided to develop because it is a great place for him to, you know, be, have an outlet for these stories. And he, I think he, I don't know if he produces them and maybe he does some writing, but, but it, they're all different. Um, they're all different, uh, uh, directors. Right. So yeah, I'm excited. It, it's, it takes place. So, so the, the, all I've heard about it and I'm, and I'm also big on, on like, I don't like spoilers. Um, is that, um, it's a crew on a spaceship, and they are um, doing an experiment with um, the what's what's that machine called that like like smashes atoms together or whatnot? Uh, um,
0: particle accelerator.
1: Yes, that thing. And um, they they run an experiment on board their spaceship, and Earth vanishes. Oh wow! Yes, but they are still maintaining contact with another space station somewhere out there.
0: That sounds really cool, and that might be something that I can get um, Matt into because, like I said, if you know, he he definitely tends towards the the sci-fi geek realm. So yeah, yeah,
1: so that yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and yeah, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on Ten Cloverfield Lane. So check that out if you can.
0: All right, yeah, and then, and then we'll remind me. We'll next time we get together for a, a podcast, we'll talk about it. Okay. All right. Um what else do we have? Do you want let's take it by let's take it by franchise and start with the um <laughs> let's start with DC. Um, <laughs> I love that resignation in your voice. Um Yeah, we've got we got Wonder Woman coming up and we got Justice League.
1: God, let me tell you something about DC. I don't know what it is. They they those those fanboy hooks get in real deep, don't they? Because 2017, um It's for me, like I'm most looking forward to DC and what they do. It's, it's like I just keep coming back for more, you know. You, (laughs) you just, you let me down, and I'm first in line for seconds. Like, yes, please. Um, it's a bad relationship, Ray. It's a bad
0: relationship. (laughs) It's, it's. I, 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 as your friend, I want to step in and say this is (laughs) not good for you.
1: I'm really looking forward to Wonder Woman. I'm just I just keep hoping that they get it right, you know, and there's always the possibility with the next property that they're going to get it right. Um, not as excited about Justice League um because there's DNA in that film already that is just I know is not going to be good for the film, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um but I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman. I'm really this is an important film also, like it's more than just another comic book movie, you know what I mean? And so yeah, Absolutely. So, so I'm, I'm, have no problem with saying that that is also, that it makes this mean more, as it should, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Wonder Woman.
0: I, I am, I'm going to do what I say that geeks should not do. And I'm not, I'm not really doing it, but I'm, I'm taking the approach that I, I, sh- I kind of bag on in the show. I am approaching both of these going, it can't be any worse than Batman versus Superman. Like I am going in with zero expectation, which I find for me tends to elevate my enjoyment of, of a film. Yeah. Yeah, Same here. But I, you know, I, I think Wonder Woman, I'm one of the, like, there's a lot of people who are like, Oh, but you see the trailer and doesn't it look great. And I'm like, I don't, I don't believe trailers anymore. I have been lied to so much. Same here. here. (laughs) I, I am. I mean, so like, I, like I, I can't, I can't get my hopes up for the movie because I don't think it's fair to the movie. I'm just going to let it be what it's going to be. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. As far as Justice League goes, again, it, it, it can't be any worse than Batman versus Superman. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully since they bottomed out, they will, they, they are slowly going back up. So, you know, Suicide Squad, not great, but not as bad as Batman versus Superman. So hopefully, Wonder Woman, even if it's terrible, it won't be as bad as Suicide Squad, and hopefully, we'll just we'll inch back up to where to acceptable cinema.
1: J- Justice League to me is already feeling like it's like when you're when you're going to a dinner party that you don't really want to go to, but you know there's gonna be fireworks. Like you know that like someone, <laughs> so so and i just want to go like just to watch this thing unfold you know what i mean like that's what justice league feels like to me right now
0: uh-huh. i one of these and i think maybe we keep saying we're going to do this it's just our schedules never align but i think we're just going to have to say you know what justice league you and i go in there and just watch it together <laughs> record a podcast at a coffee house somewhere right after and just and just let it let it happen
1: that's going to be really hard now to sit next to you in a in a movie like that and not talk to the movie like I because I will be having <laughs> so many reactions and it's, it's going to be too tempting in real time. It's going to be like like I'm down to do this, but it's, it's going to be a test of my will to like just quietly watch the movie.
0: Well, um, well, we'll go. We'll go to like a, a 11 o'clock matinee <laughs> where it's just us in the theater. And and then we won't be bothering anybody and we can be yeah. just like <laughs> I'm <laughs> seriously, very... really <sighs>
1: <laughs> I'm very big on film on film viewing etiquette. Um mm-hmm. point that I have been called, you know, a, a movie Nazi by friends and, and loved ones alike. Um and um you know, when when I, I feel like a certain amount of attention and, and effort is owed to a film um in order to get the best experience and Especially for movie theaters, like, I've only fallen asleep in a movie once in my life. And I've only, um, like, been that horrible person texting through a movie once in my life. Um, Now, really quickly, the movie that I fell asleep in was Dark City. Okay. Uh, and the movie that I texted through, and, and you know, just to, to defend myself a little bit, I did, like position my jacket in a way that it wasn't like my phone was lighting up the whole like theater. Like I dimmed my phone screen as low as it could go. I covered it with my jacket so that only I could see it. And I was like, you know what I mean?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, but that was sucker punch. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Right. Under Zack Snyder. (laughs) (laughs) I was so offended by sucker punch. Like, as a geek, like I was, it was so ugly to watch that I couldn't just sit there and I couldn't leave the theater because I was there with students, right? Like I was, mm-hmm. I was working at a, um, these are college age students. So I, I didn't take, I didn't take high school students to go see Sucker Punch,
0: <laughs>
1: but there was college age students. And I was sitting in the theater cause we went on a field trip and that's what they all wanted to see. So we went in there to watch it. And I was just so, I was having such a visceral reaction to what I was watching on screen that I had to get it out and so i was actually like live tweeting (laughs) that movie oh wow yeah so i I won't do that with with justice league though
0: (laughs) okay all right (laughs) um we're gonna we're gonna see the end of hugh jackman as wolverine in Um, 2017 yeah
1: that's a big one feels like the end of an era
0: definitely definitely and uh I, i i'm I'm looking forward to it, but I'm, I'm again going in with no expectations because I think it's going to be something completely different. and to try and lump it together with all the other movies would be unfair both to the movie and to the, you know, the series as a whole.
1: Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, Joe. Like, then don't call it a Wolverine movie. Like, call it Walter, not Logan, and just do like. A, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're kind of asking, you know, you're asking the audience that is connected to all those films to come out and support this one, and then you're like, but don't connect it to those films. It's like, well, why am I here? You know?
0: Right. No, but I mean, I but it, it it's going to be different. It's going to be something that yeah. is unlike what they've done, and to go, it, it's it's like what we're talking about. What we were talking about with Star Trek. It's like if we go into. Star Trek Beyond, expecting an episode of the original series, you're going in ready to be disappointed.
1: Right, right. But this is like other films in the same series. This is not like the Wolverine animated series that we're comparing it to.
0: No, that's true. But I, I also think you know they're they're trying they're trying something different, and I think going into there expecting it to be what we've seen so far is going to. Like it's you're setting the wrong expectations.
1: Yeah, yeah, and honestly, I mean, I you know, I mean, obviously, you know, the first Wolverine solo film was just uh,
0: uh what yes. what other Wolverine solo film? I don't yeah, I don't know exactly. what you're talking about.
1: Well, the second one,
0: uh, <laughs> Wolverine, I got really
1: excited for that one. I knew they were doing Wolverine in Japan. Um, James Mangold is, is a director that I you know whose work I really enjoy. And so I was excited for that one, and I think I built it up again. Too much in my head, a oh, recurring theme, you know? And um, it's just what I do. And I was a little disappointed by it. It just got very schlocky towards the end. And, and then, you know, upon reflection afterwards, I'm like, oh, well, it is a comic book movie. So they did that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, Logan is not something that I'm, like, super excited about just for the story. It's more like, oh, like, this is Hugh Jackman's, like, end of his run as his character, which is, like been hugely influential you know to comic book movies mm-hmm. and comic books to be honest um and so i feel like I, I yeah like i've i've you know i've written this entire you know way i've I've written along this entire way and of course i'm going to be here for like the last stop you know mm-hmm. it's more like that thing it's more like a culmination or like or like paying like like homage to like the whole um journey of this character played by this actor that, that I'm excited for as, as more so than just, you know, oh, there's going to be this like great story, which obviously I'm hoping for, but yeah, it feels more like the end of an era thing that I, that I want to be there for, you know?
0: Yeah, I can see that. And I think that's a well, cool way to approach it.
1: Cause I mean, the, the X-Men films at this point, I'm not, I know you were really looking forward to X-Men apocalypse, but I, you know, it just, this, this take on these characters is just really, each time, each outing, I, I'm less, um, enthusiastic about it. So.
0: I I would agree. I would agree. And I think, I think I, I have made peace with the fact, I think after X3, I was like, there's really nothing you can do to this character, these characters to hurt them any more than you already have. Yeah. So I, I already go into them going, I'm going to see something that I didn't see last time. And that's what it is. Um, you know, not to say, I mean, I still love days of future past. I thought it was phenomenal, but, um, see that again. Yeah. All
1: right. Next, next, uh, uh, not genre, what company, property.
0: Um, Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. Uh, Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider Man homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok, all of which I'm really excited about.
1: And yeah, I don't know
0: too. which one to be more excited about.
1: Well, I'm excited about each one of these for very different reasons, I feel like. Yeah. Um Spider Man, I'm obviously excited about because this is like Marvel's Spider Man. Like, and I loved what we got in Civil War. Like, it was They just knocked it out of the park for me. So I can't wait to get more of that Spider-Man to see this like start of a new era now. You know, speaking about the end of an era with Logan, we're seeing now the beginning of a new one with Spider-Man Homecoming. So I'm super excited about that.
0: Absolutely. And then um, I I have never been excited about Thor Ragnarok. I I really haven't until I heard, oh, well, it's going to have the Hulk in it. Oh well, Doctor Strange is going to be in it. Okay, so this is because I'm not a I'm not a solo title comic book guy. I don't like like Iron Man by himself is not exciting to me. Captain America by himself is not exciting to me. Seeing huh. him interact with all of the other characters, that's what I get excited about. So
1: and Wonder Civil War was like your jam. Oh like my god, yes, jam. Like <laughs> to me, You're that was the weird.
0: epitome of perfect superhero movie it's (laughs) like you had exactly what you needed it was all about superheroes using their powers to get like that it was perfect
1: yeah wait till the in the infinity wars you're gonna lose your mind
0: oh i'm gonna i'm gonna be just drooling (laughs) it's gonna be it's really not gonna be attractive at all
1: (laughs) um yeah i'm excited for thor ragnarok for similar reasons actually that to, to you um it just feels like they realize that they kind of, you know, Thor films have been the weakest ones up to this point, you know, outside of, I don't know, Iron Man 2, maybe, uh, maybe Ant-Man, which I'm not a huge fan of, but, um, yeah, Thor's been a little bit, you know, ignored. I don't know, let down. And well, it, it
0: doesn't feel like- as, as strongly connected to the rest of the universe. It always does introduce some sort of infinity stone of some type, but it doesn't, it, it's not as, connected as the rest of the stuff is
1: that's a good point that's yeah that's probably why yeah absolutely um and i think they're they're seeking to rectify that with this film and it sounds like they're gonna do a good job of it you know like they're really connecting it to to everything else that's going on in the marvel universe um and it sounds like it's I I like films where stuff happens. Like I don't want the status quo to be relatively unchanged at the end of the film. Right. And Ragnarok is like literally like the end of the world. So I'm like really excited that there's going to be some really like, you know, major changes or 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 like major story plot elements that that take place in this film.
0: Yeah. And Guardians of the Galaxy I'm just excited about because I, I expect it to be fun. And I have yeah. no no expectations beyond that. Same here. I don't know what the hell to expect from
1: this film. And I, <laughs> I really love that. Based on the first movie, I have no idea what to expect on the, from this film. And I that's so refreshing, you know?
0: And it's funny because I know that they're introducing the character of Mantis, which is not a a terribly exciting character in the Marvel Universe at all. But I think she has been listed as one of the top 20 Avengers you will never see on film <laughs> and just the fact that they are introducing her I'm just like <laughs> like what is happening
1: that's great yeah that's that's what guardians of the galaxy that's what I love about it though is it's just gonna like it and it makes it work you know yeah, so yeah
0: um yeah <laughs> and then I think last on this list is uh you know we, we are all going to this is all gonna culminate once again in a giant Star Wars release which I You know the 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 king of lowering expectations. I'm gonna have a really hard time not being excited about.
1: Oh, I'm in the opposite direction, man. My expectations are through the roof, and they're getting higher every day. (laughs) (laughs) I am just all in, leaning into this one. Um, like I mentioned uh in the last podcast, uh, Ryan Johnson's a filmmaker whose work I really really enjoy, and I've heard like positive buzz from this you know script. So I'm like super excited for this movie. Uh God, it's like a year away. That's crazy. But it's crazy that we get Star Wars every year and then we're complaining about, you know, waiting a year.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> we're greedy. <laughs> um, these these
1: podcasts I know because of me, because uh, you indulge my taste, tend to be very like movie, like film heavy. Is there anything else besides movies that you're looking forward to in two
0: thousand seventeen? Very much so. I am uh we we talked a little bit about the the Marvel television stuff, the Netflix stuff. I think I am more looking forward to Iron Fist and Defenders than I have anything up to this point.
1: Are both of those happening next year? Both of those are happening next year.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Iron Fist is kind
1: of like going to be the last piece of the puzzle, right?
0: Right. And I again, I know very I know about as much about Iron Fist as I did about Luke Cage going in. So I, I just enjoy the rides at this point because it's yeah. just a different thing, and it's something we haven't seen, and I'm looking forward to that. And yeah. the Defenders – I mean we just talked about how I love seeing superheroes work together, so I, I'm all in for the Defenders.
1: Um, do you think um, – have they stated like definitively that like the Mar- the Netflix Marvel stuff is not ever going to interact with the movie stuff?
0: They have. I don't know if they'll stick to that though.
1: Right, because like, what a great opportunity, right?
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely.
1: Like, can you imagine the Defenders showing up in like Infinity Wars? Like, dude. I
0: I think it would be cool. I I th- I I hope that they're lying to us just so that they can surprise us. But I don't think they are.
1: <laughs> That's great. Please lie to me, Marvel. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, there's some video. I know you're big, not a big video game person, but there are some video game things coming out. Um, Diablo Three is going to release the Necromancer for uh, as a as a new character in the game. And I loved the Necromancer from Diablo 2, and he's my my primary character in Heroes of the Storm. So I'm very excited about that. Um, The Nintendo Switch is coming out. Oh,
1: you told me about that, didn't you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And I haven't had a console in a long time. Uh So for me to get excited about a console, that's that's kind of new. But the idea of being able to take it out and about, because I, I, I enjoy my DS immensely. Yeah. So be, to be able to, to kind of take a full console out and about with me is, is exciting. And then I'm sure you've seen on Facebook, but the thing I am probably most excited about in 2017 is over Martin Luther King weekend, I am getting a puppy.
1: Oh, that's right. I saw that. I saw that yes. post.
0: Yes. So um, Matt actually named him. Uh, he is going. His full name will be Sir Oliver Queen Lancelotti Hogan. <laughs> and so I was very proud of my husband for coming up with such a geeky name. Uh and so he is a a chocolate brown havanese. So if you want to see what the puppy is going to look like, it's uh it's a havanese. <laughs> and uh this is going to be a big change in our life because we have not had any real pets in the entire time that Matt and I have been together. We had wow. a fish, but that that was the extent of it. So wow. Yeah, uh, Martin Luther King weekend, we will be bringing home a puppy.
1: Your anticipation is palpable. Yes. <laughs> like, I didn't think Skype had that setting, but wow, <laughs> I'm really excited.
0: <laughs> yes, yesterday, I was like, has Has the breeder posted, like, when is our next picture? And Matt was like, well, let me look, let me look. He's like, oh, there's, they posted it two hours ago. Awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Wow, are you ready for your life to be thrown upside down?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Oh. I've been ready for. I mean, because I, my, my basset hound passed away like the first year that Matt and I were together, so he he met Winston, but he didn't get to to experience dog ownership with me. Yeah. Uh, so, oh. uh, you know, I've been ready. So I I would have I would have gotten a dog as soon as we we got a house, but I know he's a little dog shy, so. Wow, you know, th- it's gonna be a bigger adjustment for him than it is for me. Right. Once once the the potty training is done, because I I got Winston as a full grown adult, right? Um, you know the potty training for a puppy is gonna be a, a new experience for me. But once that's done, I I'm just gonna enjoy having a dog around the house. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be an entire life adjustment for Matt. So I mean,
1: it's I went from never having owned a pet my entire life to owning a cat that I am completely and utterly devoted to. Mm-hmm. To the point that my mom and my sister get a little worried sometimes about <laughs> <how laughs> me. What a crazy cat guy I am already. Um, and I mean, really, yeah, like I've had him since he was, you know, 10 days old and he's everyone that has, has spent a significant amount of time, you know, around us basically says, wow, you guys are joined at the hip. And this is a cat we're talking about. So they are self-sufficient to, you know, a large extent. Um, but you know, just being away for the day, just, Traveling, You know, thankfully, my roommate, you know, she does a great job. She loves Bagheera, you know, so much. And she does a great job of taking care of him and and making sure he's fed and loved while I'm gone. Um, But then sometimes I'm going to be like up in L.A. for a while. Like right now, like, you know, um, I brought him with me and like we were out shopping yesterday and I'm like, Bagheera's home by himself all day. Like. I wish I could bring him along, you know he 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 puts up with the leash, but it's not something that he's like you know super excited about,
0: right, but he nice. does
1: put up with it when I put it on him, but I don't know how he's gonna react like out and about. Cats are just different that way, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they get jittery, they'll take off they're you know he's he's he gets frightened sometimes you know pretty easily, so um it's just a different thing where and this is a cat i mean he's gonna you know he's got his litter box, he's got his bowl of food like he's fine. The worst is he's going to miss me. That's about it, you know? And sure enough, he didn't let me sleep last night because he wanted to play, like, all night. My cat's not like most cats. (laughs) (laughs) But a dog, especially a puppy, like, oh, my God, you guys, like, you know, life is going to be tied to this schedule now.
0: Yeah, well, I I completely predict that it's going – he's going – and I've accepted this, that it is going to become Matt's dog (laughs) because – Good Matt will be home with it more than I will, and I think that it's going to be an instant love connection, and I'm going to be the third wheel. Wow, yeah, that's but...
1: really smart of you to anticipate that.
0: Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay I with
1: that. never be able to anticipate or be okay with that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, congrats to you guys. That's, that's great. Thank you. I Thank look you forward any... to the many, many po- – I look forward to this dog completely taking over all social media. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs>
1: no more like you know no more video game or comic book posts for joe like it's gonna be all dog all the time we're gonna gonna become those people (laughs) (laughs) my instagram followers i apologize i'll try to post more art sorry (laughs) for now pictures of bagheera sorry
0: any any last things you're excited about in 2017
1: um god for it to be here (laughs) 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 just to move on to the next the next year you know um yeah, I feel like I have different, um, goals for this year and I'm, and I'm happy about that. I, you know, um, this last year has been, I feel like the exclamation point on this thought that like we need to live differently and we need yeah. to live better. And that can mean many different things for many different people. Um, and for me, like I'm looking forward to be more intentional with where and how I spend my money. And what I choose to support and what I don't choose to support, you know, nowadays where I won't get too much into the state of the geek territory, but we we live in an interconnected world. It's a global economy. It's, it's almost a global, like, you know, society at this point. And so, you know, I think there are things that we have to adjust to the idea that it's not all about us and our comfort and our lives that we're all in this together. So, um, you know, I'm looking, most of my New Year's resolutions are centered around that concept, and I'm looking forward to, you know, making changes.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's going to be a big theme for my year next year, is, is changes, because they need to be made, and, and you know, we, we try and be very positive with this podcast, and, and sometimes that's hard, but I think, you know, there's more active ways to bring that positivity to the world, and I'm, I'm going to i'm gonna strive a little bit towards that direction <laughs> same here yes absolutely very cool shout outs
1: um yeah i want to shout out to the geekitude listeners um that to support this podcast and support you and you know i've heard some some good feedback from myself as you know seldom or or i don't know depending on how you feel you know often <laughs> <as> <laughs> I am on this on this podcast um I've gotten some really like positive feedback and um, I really appreciate it. So thanks to everyone listening and that, you know, continues to support this podcast. It's it's such a cool it's made such a big difference in my life, to be honest. I know that sounds dramatic, but it's so true to be able to like to to rely on the fact that I'm going to check in with Joe and like chat about like all the geek stuff is just like a source of joy. So I look forward to it every time. And thanks to everyone for listening.
0: Well, thank you, Ray. And, and that's kind of where my shout out was going to go too, is to the, the listeners that have been with us for, you know, uh, 60 episodes now and, uh, and really have, have made me feel like a part of, of this community. So thank you so much. And, and thank you, Ray, for, for starting this journey with me and continuing it as we go. You're, you're a, a very fun person to be able to kind of check in with constantly and, and, you know, we both approach things in a a, a tangent, uh tangential <laughs> way. Like we are we are we're not always right on the same line, but we're very complementary of each other, I think. So yeah. I and think you it know. works out really well.
1: This is great. I mean, it's the next best thing to, you know, getting paid to geek out, which is what we used to do. Right, exactly. <laughs> They're in the classroom. But this is the next best thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'll keep coming back as long as you keep inviting me.
0: Uh, next week, we are going to be talking to Bij from the geek to geek podcast and from the Geek Fitness podcast. And we're going to do a revisit of our geeky New Year's resolutions and, uh, you know, getting, getting fit, getting – Mentally clear, physically able, it's going to be a fun discussion. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. You can currently find us at geektitude.com. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, remind us where we find you.
1: Um... You can find me at rayvargus3.com. Uh, that's my website where you can check out my artwork. Um, and also I'm all across social media at that name. So, uh, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Tumblr, it's all at slash Ray Vargas and then the number three. Um, and the next few days you can find me in bed getting better from this, uh, little head cold that I have. So I apologize to everyone for that.
0: <laughs> uh, no, but, no problem at all. Okay All right and uh, to all of our wonderful listeners out there Happy New year and remember this week and in 2017 Keep it. New.